0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. In this episode, I talk all about protein powders and everything you need to know about them. Which one is good for you? Which one is bad for you? Vegans, if you are listening, this episode is perfect for you as well because I talk about vegan-based protein powders and how all protein powders can help you achieve the fitness goal that you want whatever goal that is. I talk about how to incorporate protein powders in your daily routine and a bunch more. I'm really excited about this one. So as I always do, I'm going to shut my mouth and let you guys enjoy this one. Thank you so much. Alright, so on my last protein episode, I brought up the importance of prioritizing your protein intake. Anywhere from 0.7 to 1 gram per pound of body weight. Or, for the overweight slash obese individuals, it should be your height in centimeters. And whatever that answer gives you should be your daily protein target. Now, despite how I've been getting a lot of positive reviews... I've also been getting a very popular question, which is how can you hit your protein intake without force-feeding yourself? So the, con- the main concern was that um, you guys are having a hard time maintaining your protein intake throughout the week, and you guys are missing on average 30 to 60, some even 80 grams at the end of the day. So generally speaking, for the vast majority of you, even me, hitting your protein intake through whole natural sourced foods is fucking hard, especially right off the start, all right? Because the majority of you aren't metabolically capable, still a big word for me, metabolically capable to digest all that protein, yet alone the other foods you eat, okay? So how can I increase my protein intake, you ask? I'm going to give you two simple ways to do this, all right? So the first one is to prioritize resistance training, either through compound lifts, such as learning how to squat or deadlift can create a massive muscle building signal, or for even, even to put it more simpler, simpler, simply changing whatever rep ranges you're doing in your existing program by cutting it in half. So less reps, heavier weight. And I'm talking about reps anywhere from five to eight done in a controlled manner, obviously, because let's be real here, the majority of you are probably doing high reps from a program that you've been doing for the last year or some of them, some of you guys even five, okay? So for those whose workout situation is different and your weights are limited, whether it's body weight or you guys are training at home, whatever it may be focusing on eccentric or concentric meaning um lifting w- counting up to 3 seconds going down or going up that's eccentric and concentric simply doing that by changing the tempo of the the movement works wonders as well okay but I'll get into that into from uh, I'll get into that in a whole other episode and it's not Sorry, it's not that any other rep ranges don't matter. It's just because when you lift low reps like that, it requires your body and muscles to work much more, especially if you haven't done anything like that before. Okay, we have to remember: if we train for for pure strength, it will speed up our metabolism. Building muscle is the most effective way to speed up our metabolism. Now, why do we want to have a fast metabolism? Because food is everywhere and we want to be able to eat the food and be able to burn off the calories by by ourselves without doing a single thing. Remember, again, having a fast metabolism generally means that you can have a higher caloric intake without gaining any body fat. And in today's world where it's so easy to access food, this is a very big deal. And from a caloric perspective, when it comes to dieting, with a high caloric intake, caloric deficits won't feel like you're sacrificing so much, okay? So, my first tip, just to recap all that, combining a strength training program, focusing on a rep range anywhere from four to eight reps, five to eight reps, whatever, plus hitting or at least trying to hit your daily protein intake increases your appetite. And when that happens that's where you'll be able to hit that remaining amount of missing protein. Also, if you do follow this recommendation, chances are very high, especially if you're a beginner, you'll be burning you'll be building muscle and burning fat all at the same time. Okay? Now, the second option to this. This one is the much faster approach for those who are missing that extra 30 to 60 grams of protein and that is protein powder. This is an extremely convenient way to increase your protein intake especially for those who are missing that extra 30 to 60, 70 grams at the end of the day. Okay, so for those who've been on the fence about buying some protein powder, listen up because the reason why you're on the fence about it is probably because you're connecting protein powder to Either the jacked up steroid gorillas or those super fit CrossFit chicks, which, by the way, they're anomalies in the fitness industry. Okay, if it was that easy to build muscle, I'd probably weigh a fucking ton right now. It's not that; it's not that easy. Okay, so fun fact about protein powders: this was one, this one's gonna probably blow your mind. Maybe not really, but for me, it, it was because I like this kind of stuff. It's actually been the most studied supplement since the 1940s and has been, and has more positive results than any other supplement ever made. That along with creatine, but that's for another episode. Okay. So although protein powder is arguably the most processed supplement you can put in your body, this is probably the only processed supplement that's the closest to being a whole natural food source. And Nutri- and the only nutritional tip that I'll advocate for for the rest of my life because of the health benefits it provides for people of all ages and no matter what circumstance you're in water break, give me a sec but thanks for that break, awkward silence right my one message okay, that I have to hit home when talking about supplements is that protein powder is a supplement, okay, to supplement into your principal diet, okay, so I need to say that because at the end of what I'm going to be saying when it comes to protein powder, my goal is to inspire you, motivate you, educate you most importantly to go out and try this for yourself. Okay? Now, in my experience, especially me, I come from I'm talking to my my younger self here. When I tried protein powder and found out and, and I felt the the difference and all that stuff, like I depended on it immensely. A lot of people do that especially with supplements mixed with your aesthetic goals and and fitness, right? It's very important for me to hit home that this is a supplement for you to supplement into your principal diet, which is eating a whole natural source, eating a whole natural food source, okay, 100%, all right? Now, back to protein powder. Out of all the protein powders out there, whey protein is and has always been considered the best suited protein for everyone, especially for workouts, for the digestibility and fast absorption, and for everyone's overall health, okay? One of the reasons why is because whey protein is a complete protein, which means that it has all nine essential amino acids that your body can't produce and can only get it through food, all right? Also, when it comes to digestibility, all right, this is a fun. This blew my mind when I when I when I heard about this. Whey is a dairy-derived supplement, okay, as it's the byproduct of cheese. So for you lactose intolerant individuals who've tried whey and wasn't working well with you, here's there's your reason why it gives you the shits or cramps. So Can you please stop telling your friends and family that whey is shit because it doesn't work for you? I have to say this right now. Just because it doesn't work for you, and this is for anybody, right, for anything in life, just because it does not work for you does not mean it's not going to work for everybody else, okay? Now, whey protein is broken down into whey isolate, whey concentrate, and whey hydrolysate. I think it's whey hydrolysate. Yeah, I think it's whey hydrolysate. Anyways. And these three types are what confuses you guys when you guys go shopping for protein powder. Okay, so I'm going to explain each one so you don't ever have to ask anybody anymore. All right, so the first one, when it comes to whey isolate, the word isolate, a.k.a. iso, just means that they purify the shit out of the way. They purify the shit out of the protein. This one is usually the most expensive one out of the three I just listed because of the high concentrated protein count, which is usually around 90 to 95% protein. Okay. It undergoes a lot of processing in order to get this protein count per scoop. Okay. This is the protein that everyone uses for. J- everyone I don't want to say everyone don't quote me on it but for the generally this is the protein that everyone uses for the most common quote unquote post workout shake all right if i had to, if i had to suggest which protein powder to supplement with out of the 3 it would be weigh 100% simply for the high protein content and the digestibility of the powder assuming none of you have dairy issues Very rare have I had anyone complain about stomach or gut issues when it comes to them drinking whey isolate protein. Okay, so as for price wise, I live in Canada. I'm in Quebec. So depending on the size of jug you buy, but a good whey iso usually ranges anywhere from, I would say I bought a lot of protein powder in my life. Trust me when I say this, I bought a shit ton I would say anywhere from a, a good eighty dollar protein, eighty to hundred twenty dollars. There's even some that go for hundred and fifty dollars, which is really unnecessary. However, confession, I actually spend quite a bit of money on isolate the way ISO, but I buy it from this. It's called Legion. If ever you guys want uh Legion, they buy their protein powders. One first of all, third party testing, and the it's based out of Ireland, and apparently the cows or the milk in Ireland is very concentrated and very I don't know, but um I bought it and like I said, I bought a lot of them throughout my years. I bought a lot of protein powder throughout my years, so and it's in American dollars, so mine goes up to hundred fifty dollars. I, I know. It's a lot, but I love it. It's six pounds, and um, I'm in love with it. So that's so. Anyways, all that to say, in terms of price wise, eighty two for you guys, eighty dollars is you could get a really good quality one. I don't suggest you guys blow out one hundred fifty dollars. It is expensive. I know supplements are expensive, but like I said, if you had to buy any supplement. It would be I would right away buy protein. So anywhere from eighty to one hundred twenty dollars, plus tax, believe it or not, is a, a good, uh, average amount for a good source of um, isolate protein. Now, as for whey concentrate, this is considered the quote unquote meal replacement shake because they provide a good majority of the other macros. So sixty to seventy percent. Of the calories are coming from protein and the rest is coming from the other macros such as carbs and fats the main difference between iso whey iso and whey concentrate is that whey iso has a higher protein count with less carbs and fats and when it comes to the texture between iso and concentrate me personally iso gives you the impression that you're drinking water Whereas Concentrate has more of a thicker feeling, okay? Now, for the average individual thinking about trying this one, I wouldn't say no to this at all, okay? However, if you're a bodybuilder or a bikini competitor or anyone who's really watching their macros and their calories and all that stuff, this wouldn't be the best option because it has more calories than weight isolate and less protein than weight isolate. However... If you're a hard gainer, then this is the protein I would suggest you supplement with because it contains more calories from the other macros. And I need to I need to stress this. I need to say this right off the bat. Just because it's considered... So b- before you hard gainers go and fucking buy this and you replace this with your meals, just because I said it's considered a meal replacement shake, I wouldn't actually replace a meal with this okay you still have to eat your fucking meals okay so with all that being said when it comes to price most whey concentrate are cheaper than whey iso all right so now the last one whey hydrolysate this is this basically means that the protein is broken down with some acids and enzymes to speed up the absorption of the absorption rate of protein so you could absorb a uh, Big word. So you can absorb it faster than usual, okay? Now, because of this procedure, the protein loses some of its some of its amino acid profile due to the extreme processing, all right? Although it's still good quality, I wouldn't recommend this for the average individual simply because whey isolate trumps all types when it comes to the average individual. And this type of protein is more around the professional athletes who work out two or three times a day But even at that, I wouldn't, like, just keep it simple, no pun intended, Way isolate, all right? Whey isolate's the way to go. The only reason why I know about this protein is because I remember seeing a couple of CrossFit athletes over at the uh, CrossFit Games drinking hydrolysate, and at first I thought it was some crazy supplement because the word sounded really intense, hydrolysate, but then I googled it. And honestly, it's just, at the end of the day, it's just a fancier type of processed protein, okay? So if you're a beginner lifter or even an experienced lifter, male or female, and you barely hit half your weight in protein and haven't been focusing on perfecting any compound lifts or at least trying to lift heavy with lesser reps, the shock value alone, by simply doing that and aiming for at least 0.7 grams per pound of body weight in protein through whole natural foods, plus incorporating your protein shake through protein powder can easily get you to unlock your muscle building potential. Okay? (laughs) When it comes to ways to add protein shakes, there's many ways to go about this. And I'm not going to go into each and every single one because like I said, I could go on and on and on um, there's breakfast, there's lunch, there's supper personally. What I would always what I always tell my clients is, if you're a morning person, okay, if you like to get stuff done in the morning and if you like to get a nice meal, if you're a breakfast person, then I would strongly suggest to incorporate a protein shake in the morning. But if you're one of those people, who, you know, you just wake up and you're not that hungry and you really don't feel... You can barely drink water. Then don't drink it. Don't incorporate a protein shake in the uh, in the morning, right? At the end of the day, guys, first off, you have to realize what kind of person you are and what time is best for you, okay? Personally, this is one hack that I suggest everyone to do, especially if you're a coffee lover. Protein coffee rocked my fucking world. And I'll explain why, especially for those who go work out in the morning. So I was one of those guys who works out in the morning. I still go work out in the morning, but back when I was a professional athlete, when I was training three, four, five hours a day, I would have my, my usual breakfast. And that, that included like, uh, uh, at least three, three, 500 milliliters, three, 200, three full glasses of water. Okay. And then I would have my coffee and then I would have my protein shake. So all that for me, I remember I would get extremely bloated. I remember I dedicated at least 30 minutes just walking around the track. I was a track athlete walking around the track just to get me to burp. Or get me to take a shit because I was just so damn bloated. I was backed up and it was just, it was too much. Protein coffee, especially now because it's getting hotter. Summer's around the corner. For those who love coffee, yo, listen to this, okay? Have an, your, have like everyone, for those who like hot coffee, I would suggest not to mix it with hot coffee. It's just a little weird, but it does work for sure. But for me personally, it doesn't really, I don't really like it. But especially during the summer, cold coffees are super clutch. Whether you buy it at McDonald's or buy it at Tim Hortons or Starbucks, whatever. Pour your cold coffee into a, into a shaker and then simply add your protein powder in that coffee. Shake it all up. And what you got is protein coffee. And if you're a if you're a coffee drinker in the morning, then right there you got an easy twenty five grams to thirty grams of protein in your morning coffee. Boom, right there, it's amazing. And for those who like espressos, well, you're gonna have to you know transform it into coffee. And then for those who work out. Post workout post workout shake. Boom, there's your second shake right there. So you're getting easily 60 grams of protein right there and then. Okay. So that's one hack that I'm that I could easily give because the majority of my listeners, not even my listeners, everyone fucking drinks coffee. Okay. Everybody does. And if you don't, well, decaf a decaf protein coffee works just as well. Okay. At the end of the day, guys, it's all about finding ways to incorporate a protein shake into your life as easy as easily as possible. Okay. Without feeling like you gotta go above and beyond to do this. Okay. Now, you vegans out there listening to this, you're finally gonna love this part of the episode. Okay, because let's be honest here. The majority of vegans barely eat get enough protein in their diet. So as soon as they start supplementing with a vegan-based protein powder, they get stronger. And I could contest to this. Contest to this? Attest to this? Whatever. I can definitely back this up with my experience because think about it, guys. That's an extra 30 to 50 grams of protein that their body especially vegans, are dying for. Now, do all plant-based protein powders have the same amount of protein as whey protein? I don't think so, but don't quote me on that. I wouldn't be surprised if the protein content is lower than whey isolate and concentrate and all that stuff. However, what I can say is that the best plant-based vegan source protein powder I'd recommend is soy protein. And that's because it contains all nine essential amino acids, making it, I'm gonna let you guys guess this out, three seconds, one, two, three, a complete vegan protein, okay? The only personal drawback, well, there's actually two, one personal drawback I've experienced with vegan protein is the texture and taste. I remember, like I said, I took a lot of protein powders in my life. I fucking hated the texture and the taste of, uh, vegan protein. However, they did get better with the taste over the last couple of years. And especially the, the, the texture. I remember back in the day, this is dating back to like 2012, 14 shit. Even 2000, I would say, yeah, 2010. Um, I had some vegan based, uh, Protein powders, and fuck, it, it was so disgusting, the, 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 the texture, it was like, it was so grainy, I, I did not like, it was like as if I was drinking chalk, but like I said, over the last couple of years, now present day, uh, there's a lot of companies out there who um, uh, did, uh, they're, they, they did really well with the texture and, and all that stuff to make it digestible and palatable, so... The second drawback with plant-based protein is the levels, the level of the heavy metals, pesticides, and all the other contaminants, simply because if you think about it, guys, plants are grown from the soil. So they're prone to absorbing higher contents of heavy metals. Okay. There was actually a study that I read a couple of weeks back um, that came out where this company called Clean Label Project, they tested 130. I think it was hundred thirty or a hundred. It was around that. Um, they test whatever they tested at least a hundred vegan based protein powders for heavy metals, and they all came back with having at least one heavy metal found inside. And fifty five percent tested for BPA, which is a chemical that's found in hard plastics like water bottles and stuff like that. So BPA. Um, for those who don't know is a chemical that's found like i said in hard plastics <coughs> and research has shown that bpa exposure can disrupt the functioning of the endocrine system but don't worry it isn't enough to put people in serious harm but it's still something to think about knowing you're, you know you're 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 putting that in your body right so while i'm on this point while i'm talking about vegans, I'm going to tell you a story about a vegan client of mine. I actually got two stories. Okay. And for the sake of her privacy, her name is uh, fucking Jessica. Okay. That's not actually her real name. So Jessica was a client of mine. She was a client of mine for about two, three years. She's a stay at home mom. And Jessica is a good friend of mine. She, and I actually asked her for permission to talk about her story because it represents a lot of vegan, uh, vegans out there. She's a diehard vegan and there's nothing wrong with that. I actually commend a lot of you vegans for respecting this diet because it's out of moral reasons, right? I asked her if I could use this description about her. Because it was exactly who she was. She even said that about herself. And she laughed and she said she allowed it. So she was literally the laziest fucking person on earth. Okay. When it came to fitness, she was the typical, uh, like, ew, I fucking hate fitness. Like, yuck. Okay. However, ever since she gave birth to her first child, it was a good, it was a good, healthy birth, but you know, a lot of mothers could, could agree with me here. Um, your body changes dramatically, right? The, the general population for those who give birth, the mothers who give birth, your body changes dramatically. And this is where she was getting a shit ton of back aches, headaches. She had acne like you have no idea. It came all... She's still a very beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong. But like every woman, like every man, every human, you know, no one likes fucking acne. And all of a sudden she was getting it everywhere. And um, she decided to... I was the only person that she trusted when it came to fitness. I'm not trying to brag. This is what she said. And I took into consideration her her perspective on fitness, which was, fuck fitness. But she knew she had to get... She had to solve this, because she went to every... She did everything. Physio for the back, uh, therapy like massages, chiro, the whole shebang. And it was like nothing was working. And she was doing walks, because obviously she's walking more, right? Because she's pushing her, her new child in her shoulder, all that stuff. And get this. Her husband... I would train a lot as well. He was... That's how I got to know her because I trained her husband for a long time. And they have a state-of-the-art gym downstairs. They're pretty wealthy. They're wealthy enough to have a state-of-the-art gym downstairs. So, like, she had every reason to work out. So we, we, we worked out. And we literally did once a week. Keep... Kept it simple. No pun intended. And we simply focused on what I just said before. I got her to squat properly, okay? And the reason why is because moms and everyone bend down, right? And when you're a parent, you like to, you know, it's annoying uh, going down at eye level to your child because it's, for some, most of you guys, it fucking hurts. It's uncomfortable. So I got her comfortable with being uncomfortable. I made the uncomfortable become comfortable by getting her to squat, Okay. And just with that alone, squat and lunges, we did that. One one session a week turned out to two and then three and then fucking four. And the reason why is because she started feeling amazing. And the first way, the first realization she had was she's like, Justin, I had a full night sleep. I haven't had that in years. Even before she gave birth. So I was like, obviously, I knew this was coming. I was very happy for her. And, you know, that's how you get the ball rolling. She started feeling so much better. And then next thing you know, she was building a lot of muscle. She looked better. Her husband was like, yo, damn, girl. Like, where did this ass come from? God damn. You know, so, you know, it's everything was going super well. I sound like I fucking, I don't want to sound like I... Single-handedly fixed her life. Not at all. I'm not saying like squats saved her life, but obviously, just doing that one thing really uh, helped her. A year and a half went down the line, and I did not talk at all. I spoke about protein here and there, but I wasn't that guy to push. You got to eat animal source protein. Then I wasn't like that. And my wife's coming downstairs. I'm in the pro- I'm in the middle of working right now. Yeah, can we can we go upstairs, please? I was listening to you. Yep. I just wanted to listen to you. You want to listen to me? Okay. Please, Morgan. Sorry, guys. My wife and my sons okay, don't. you don't want to come on a walk with us. I'll I'll, we'll, I'll walk right after this. I'm almost done. Yeah. Okay. So sorry about that. Give me like ten minutes, sweetheart. So, damn it! I lost my train. I thought Morgan. damn it. Yeah, sorry. So I did not tell her about protein. I didn't shove it down her throat, whatever. But however, after a year, I got her to eat, to, to supplement with protein powder, vegan based protein powder. And all of a sudden her acne went away. It was nuts. And even I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa, this was, I pretend, I didn't pretend, I was like, oh, fuck, that's pretty cool, I didn't want to connect the dots, but, like, this woman tried everything and anything. Am I, am I sitting here saying that if you guys want to get rid of your acne, drink vegan-based proteins, if you're a vegan, no, but it just so happened that this vegan-based protein, I forget the name of it, but she bought, like, a generic one, I think she bought at Costco, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, and it was like, yo, what the hell is going on? And not only that, she was getting her gains that she was making in the gym were stupid ridiculous. Like, it was literally what she was dying, what her body was dying for, okay? And um, after that, it she actually started gradually realizing how important it is to to, to to eat your protein. And we I had her tracking. She weighed about 135 pounds, 140, 135 to 145 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. And she was very, she was like skinny fat, let's just say. She was born with the genetics where she wasn't eating relatively healthy post, uh, post-pregnancy. And she really looked... Like, she looked like she didn't give birth at all, right? She was averaging about a whopping 60 grams of protein a day. After a year and a half, I got her eating about 120, 130 grams of protein. And it was, like, all these things happened to her. It was an amazing, it was an amazing result. And I got her, she actually tried eating um, chicken for the first time. And she really liked the taste. She loved it. Now for you diehard vegans, chill out. But she tried it. And the reason why she tried it is because her relationship to protein over the year and a half drastically changed. Okay? Because she finally felt real holistic reasons. She finally felt the difference of what protein did to her. And so she tried it, and now, fast forward to now, I haven't trained her for a good year and a half. She still go, she still trains now, and I'm super proud of her for that. My goal is to not train her for the rest of her life. My goal, which was accomplished, was to get her to change her relationship to fitness and to, most of all, protein. She's now back to eating all vegan, just for more reasons, and there's, and there's nothing wrong with that, okay? So... As much as I'm talking about how important it is to eat your animal protein, maybe animal source protein isn't the best way to eat for some people. Okay? For some of you, maybe vegan is the way to go because it goes well with your gut. And I'll give you a crazy, a second crazy story about a client of mine. So I remember years ago, probably within my first three years of training people, I was training my first doctor, okay, and she was in. Uh, she was on stage uh, to become a pediatrician, I believe, and she was really big on fitness. Anyways, she was getting ready for her uh, doctors beyond borders or whatever you call it. I don't know if everyone goes through that, but she applied for this doctors beyond borders, okay, where she was going to Ethiopia. Living in huts and in a tribe, helping children and families over there, right? For medicine and all that stuff. And so we were training a lot, around four, three to five days a week. And she was making some great changes to her body. As great as she looked, she would sometimes mention how bad her cramps would get and not get, uh, and and I'm talking like not period cramps. According to her, this is what she was telling me, okay? Okay. And we both assumed that it was just stress and anxiety of a huge life-changing trip she's going on. And she was really nervous about it. Anyways, at this point, I remember she was watching what she was eating. And she was eating at least 0.8 grams per pound of body weight and protein. But sometimes her cramps would get so bad that she was really worried about going to Ethiopia. Because like I said, she wasn't staying at the four seasons here and obviously medical supplies are scarce and you know it was uh yeah so anyways so fast forward to her going to Ethiopia and she was there for I believe six to eight months so six to eight months go by and I had no contact with her at all and when she came back like I'm saying like she was glowing glowing and I mean, she just looked way better. She looked healthier. It's hard to explain, but, anyways, she said, so I asked him, like, yo, like, damn, girl, like, what is this? Like, what happened? And she said she went full blown vegan for the whole six to eight months that she was there. So apparently in Ethiopia, about 80% of their diet uh was all vegan, veggie based. Okay. And She told me the first week of her arrival after eating their food, like, her cramps left. Her bowel movement wasn't irritated at all. Her sleep was better. Just a full, and this is her words, quote-unquote, life-changing experience simply from eating their food, okay? And I remember, this is back in the day, I remember going like, oh, God, you know, like, here we fucking go, like, laughing with her. But, yeah, she couldn't explain it. And neither did I, but I was just happy from a, a trainer's perspective. I was just happy to see that my client found a way to fix a situation holistically. Okay. So the point I'm trying to make is this sometimes, okay, meat isn't the best thing for you. Right. And there's now fast forward to now, there's many studies around our gut floor and how much we are finding about the gut. Okay, this doctor, all right, these two individuals, Jessica, the stay at home mom, and this doctor, Christina, is a representation of how in some cases, meat isn't the best thing for you. And a vegan based diet is, and vegan based protein is the best thing for you, right? It's just sometimes just works like that. These two stories are examples of what certain foods can do to you and how they make you feel. And at the end of the day, regardless of your goals, it's all about developing a healthy relationship to food and learning how to fluctuate certain foods into your life so we can take advantage of the nutrients that certain foods give you. The biggest message that I want to hit home for this episode is this, okay? We shouldn't let documentaries... And the media tell us, especially the fucking government, tell us what's good for us and what isn't, okay? This is how, quote-unquote, camps are made. Where we all fall into and then live by it to the fullest without truly understanding the benefits of what other certain foods give us. Because at the end of the day, guys, we are all different. All foods Play a huge role for our health, and it's important that we establish a better relationship with our food. If you don't want to eat meat for moral reasons, that's perfectly fine by me. Whatever moral reasons you have for not eating meat is completely fine, and I respect you and I respect your decision 100,000%. But what I will say is that you guys have to prioritize protein in some way, shape, or form, whether it's protein powder or a vegan-based diet, I don't care. First off, you shouldn't be eating 100% of your protein through protein powder, so just, I don't want you guys to run with that. But no matter what background we come from, or whatever we have, we all have one thing in common in this world, no matter who we are, and that's to live a happy, healthy, long life. Okay? And episodes like this... And more episodes to come, is what I'm trying to get across from you guys to you guys. All right. So listen. With that being said, here's what I want you to do. Okay, a couple things. I want you to give my episode a five star rating. Number one, I want you to leave a comment. Okay, in wherever you can, in on my Spotify or on my Apple playlist. Because the more of those two things you give. The more obvious and apparent it is in the search bar. Number three. I want you to please share this on your Instagram. I'm noticing a couple more people posting it on their Instagram. I love it. Thank you so much. However, please tag me in it so I could tag it on my stories. Alright. And number four. Okay, I want you to share this to your loved ones, those who feel that you they need to hear this. And number five, which is the most important one, I need you guys to not forget to keep it simple. Thank you so much. Stay tuned for more episodes.